Hey, this is JD and Manny back with the 85th Stand for Life podcast. We're joined by Cody, who is one of the participants uh, that traveled out here uh, to participate in some of the training. And Cody was nice enough to volunteer to let us know some of his experiences, what he thought, and talk about his experience with suicide training and in general with the Army. Um, so before we dive in, uh, Cody, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my name is Cody Griffin. I'm from the 1st 383rd out of Des Moines, Iowa is where the unit's located. I live in Lincoln, Nebraska. I've been in the Army about nine years, and this is my first time attending a suicide prevention class. Okay. So you said you've been in the Army nine years. Mm -hmm. Is this your first time attending a suicide prevention class away from your unit or overall in like your Army career? Have you ever attended other suicide prevention training? Yeah, maybe I should rephrase. Yeah, I've never attended one away from the unit where it's put on by a third party. It's always been within the unit, like sergeant time training during active duty and then now in battle assembly okay. on the weekends. Um, so, so talking a little bit about your experience, you know, you said you've been in nine years and uh, obviously the, the Army has uh, mandated uh, suicide prevention training. So over that nine years prior to you coming here, uh, what was your experience with that, that suicide prevention training? I mean, it was very minimal. It kind of felt like in the past, it was just kind of checked the block. And after coming here into this class and seeing how developed it can be and how complex suicide prevention is it really opened my eyes at how much training i have not had so the training in the past hasn't been in depth as it has been here they don't really teach you how to approach someone if they're you know showing the the risks and the the warnings signs and all those things so i learned a lot here but yeah in the past it's just like if you're feeling suicidal here's your person you'll reach out to here's the phone number you can call not a lot of prevention, it's more of like last minute, this is what you do, or if something happens, this is who you report it to kind of thing. So did you um, volunteer for this training or were you selected for it and were told like, hey, you're going? I volunteered, yeah, I wanted to come. I Personally, I've had a lot of you know experiences with suicide and all those things on a personal level, not so much in the military. And I knew that from meeting Carmela from our, cause we had a suicide in our unit in February. And she came there and I saw how they put on the post-vention training that inspired me. Like, you know, I'd like okay. to attend training by this organization. Okay. That's pretty awesome. Um, so, um, obviously you're pretty excited about coming out here. Mm -hmm. Um, what was your thoughts, um, yesterday as they were going through, you know, right at the beginning, knowing all of the classes, like what was your thinking about how it was going to be structured before the training got started? Well, I mean, I'm probably a little biased because I knew it was going to be involved and it wasn't going to be death by PowerPoint. So I was pretty excited. They were saying there's five scenarios. And then when they did the first one, I was like, man, they really get into this and the role playing, like, you know, the person came in struggling with the backpack and all that. I didn't know that was part of it. And the way that all came in together, just putting those real life elements into the training, it really made it a lot easier to comprehend. And for those of you that are listening that didn't get to see that part of the training that, that Cody is alluding to, um, one of the examples is there's a, another co-facilitator that actually walks into the room and is, has their hands full. Um, and, and the idea behind it is do any of the students jump up to help? Um, and, and the idea is saying that, hey, you have the opportunity to help. Why didn't you? And it's, it's a very... Um, minimal um 
training opportunity, but it definitely impacts to say that, hey, us being able to jump up and say, hey, we can help, it is not only limited to um, an intervention as far as suicide goes, but it goes into um, every day of, of just being a, a soldier and not just a leader, but just being a peer as well. So that's what Cody's referring to. Um, so, so continuing throughout the day, did you have a particular scenario, uh, minus the one you just talked about, uh, that you that you really you, you felt attached to, or that you really felt that really hit the nail on the head of, of, of really driving it home as far as intervention goes? Yeah, I would say the one that really that I could relate to the most was the Facebook example, and in that scenario, they they showed a. Um, an example of someone that posts something on Facebook saying like, I'm done, I don't want to be here anymore kind of thing. I forget the exact verbiage, but when they said that and then, you know, someone reached out to them, like they texted them like, hey, I saw you post this on Facebook. That is a very real life example that happens because sometimes people don't want to open up to the person that's right next to them. They want to put it on Facebook for the people that are so distant and it's and people have to make a choice keep scrolling or reach out to them like hey you put something alarming and what's going on here even if it's just they're having a bad day but you don't want to assume and stroll and then you find out the next day that their family's posting on their facebook pages something happened right yeah and that, that, that's a really good point so after the the scenarios yesterday the students today had the opportunity to actually teach back the um, scenarios to to their classmates today. Did you know that 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 was going to be a thing um, prior to yesterday? What did you think about that? I did not know prior to yesterday, and we found out like right before we went um, home yesterday. So I was a little nerve wracking. I mean, I was up last night pre prepping, and then when you read into it, it wasn't too bad, and doing it today wasn't that bad. But it was a good way to really enforce that we knew what we were talking about and just kind of go over everything again. So when we go back to our units, we know what we're doing. Okay, so, so I guess that does answer the question. You really feel a lot more prepared in, in doing that and actually doing the teachbacks today. Do you think your students felt the same way? How are your fellow students talking about it? I think so. Listening to everyone interact, it wasn't, we weren't just answering back on the teachbacks because we went through it yesterday. We were answering like secondhand nature. We know that there's three parts to the awareness piece. We know you know, to do something. We know the, the model that we learned in assist and all that. So I know when they were going through the suicide thing, I knew that one, I needed to connect with them. And then two, I needed to look out for the invitations and just these secondhand things that I didn't know before I got here. So I really feel like I'm walking away from this. Like if I see something, I actually know what I'm doing now. Not just, I need to go reach out to them, put my hand on their shoulder. If they say they're okay, I walk away. Like that's kind of the mentality I had before. So, so leaving the training, so you'll, you'll graduate tomorrow and you'll go back to your unit. Mm -hmm. And one of the other things you did today was that, that elevator speech. So, mm -hmm. you know, being able to go in and sell the program to your commander, uh, how, what do you want to see in your program as you develop it as a, uh, as a liaison to, to build suicide prevention in your unit? Uh, what, what are you going to sell to your commander to say, hey, we really need to beef up our program. These are the opportunities available. I think first I'm going to start with, I mean, the obvious thing, like I said before, we had a suicide in February. Before that, I don't know. I'm kind of new to this unit, but it doesn't really seem like they really had a care for suicide prevention, at least in the aspect that we should now, now that it happened in-house. So the thing that I'm probably going to focus on when I go back to the, the commander 
is get buy-in for this program. We Now we know firsthand how important it is. And we don't know how many suicides we can prevent by implementing it, but we need to do something. And this training, I know now I'm confident I can go to them and be confident that I know what I'm talking about now. I know what we, the abilities that we have, I know the resources available, but we need to be able to brief the soldiers on this because they don't know what they don't know. We can't, I don't want to go back and just say, hey, give me 30 minutes once a year kind of thing. Like I feel like it's been going on in the past. I really want to do what we did here have interactions, have, you know, scenarios set up, just kind of make it more realistic instead of we just need to get through this PowerPoint, sign this sign-in sheet, and we're going to keep going. And it's just not working. I mean, I don't get anything out of suicide training that's like that. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a really good point, too, is, you know, a lot of times it's just looked at as another mandatory tasker, and it's just, hey, hit that sign-in sheet, mm -hmm. it's another check the block, and we're done. And that's one of the points that you're making. It's one of the points that we've tried to drill in here with the uh, the facilitators is, hey, you can you can make this this training impactful, where the soldiers are going to want to come and, and they're really going to want to be able to participate and not not dread the training as a uh, as a mandatory task. They won't look at it as, hey, we just got to do this and get it done. Right. They'll actually want to participate and they'll want to be involved. So. As you go back, um, where do you, if you can build your program the way you want to, what do you think the desired, the end state would be as far as how much training time you could have? Is it necessarily um, an hour a, a year, um, which what a lot of units do, or do you think it's just being involved um, so much a quarter or, or really just being out there constantly and just in being involved well i mean that's a hard question to answer i would say at a minimum i want to do an hour a quarter but then again thinking about as you were asking that question i think what i'm going to do now when i go back to the unit is gauge where we are gauge i know what i'm looking for now i know what warning signs and risk factors to look for i would now know that i need to be involved and be aware of my surroundings and what the soldiers are going through because i really don't you know go out and reach out to people like I should be and now that I'm now I know what I'm doing I think what I want the end state to look like is one they have point of contacts they know who to contact if they know someone on a personal side or in the military about what's going on I want to be able to provide resources phone numbers that I verified like we learned how to do here like local ones even for the people find the resources for people that don't live in the area that the unit in, is in in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. And then lastly would be to under, or help the leadership understand what role I can play as, as far as the paperwork and if they have questions about the program, sending more people to the Stanford Life, Stanford Life program. Because I think, like I said earlier, the more buy-in we get, the lot easier it is going to be to make it acceptable to people. If they find out I'm just doing a PowerPoint, they're not going to want to attend, but if they know, like, there's a report here, the suicide prevention training, the Stanfordized training that we're going to provide at our local level that we can is intuitive and comprehensive. And I think once we get that, others are going to, like, pay attention a lot better, and then this program will be a desired one and not a dreaded one. Okay. That's what I'm going for. So, so for those that are, that are out here listening, what would you tell them as not only about, you know, the Stand for Life training that you've gotten here, um, but just in general, like if you had a message for anyone listening, what would you say? 
I would say that suicide is a big deal. Um, I'm, you know, from the outside, I think I look like a normal person, but I have my own mental health issues. And I seek help and I'm strong enough to do that, but I've met plenty of people that don't get help and they don't, they don't believe in it. You know, they're older generation or just the way they were raised in the South or in the Midwest, like going to the doctors is not something you do. And the message I would send to them is, you need to get help because if you, something happens, you never know what's gonna get worse. You don't know the triggers that you're gonna face or the other issues that are gonna come up and the other factors that will come into your situation. So I think when in doubt, reach out to a therapist. If you're in the army or you know whatever audience we have here, find out what resources you have, not just for you, but the person next to you. And we, we have to do the right thing and look out for these things and not just, you know, if someone's awkward in a formation, we just label them as awkward and don't approach them. But something could be going on. And I think our responsibility is to reach out to them and to keep this message going that suicide awareness is a real thing and it's a real issue. Yeah, and I, I can't really say it much better than that. That's that's an absolutely um, true point. And I think I'm going to end it right there. I, uh, Cody, I thank you for, for coming and, and sharing your experience with us. And I uh, look forward to, to hearing from you and how things are going at your unit. And I hope your, your program is successful and that you can get it to where you need to be. And absolutely, if you need anything from us, just reach out and let us know. I will. Uh, for our listeners, that wraps up our podcast for today. We thank Cody for coming and uh, we will see y'all next time. Thank you.